Hello everybody, my name is Brendan Collins and I am the module author of Active Inclusion, your current module of study. This podcast is going to review the activities that you'll engage in in order to complete the associated um, assignment or assessment. So we shall begin. You'll see in the assessment guidelines that is, we're actually calling it a case study. So the first port of call in relation to this piece of work, please, is that to note, please, that you will not be working directly with the person who avails of your service. You will be focusing on a person that you know very well, uh, that you uh, maybe currently are working with or supporting, or that you have worked with or supported in the past. Now, this may seem peculiar for this particular module, considering that it's about active inclusion, it's about supporting a person in the community, about supporting people in the community. But because of the current COVID-19 situation, we have purposely made the decision that we won't be asking uh, students to be working directly with a person within community for all the obvious reasons. And this topic, you may have already discussed it uh, through the workshop. We will discuss this um, uh, in future tutorials and we will um, uh, we'll be discussing it online as well. But please take note, it is a case study. So you'd be writing about a person that um, is very well known to you, uh, either currently or somebody that you have worked with closely in the past. So that's probably the most important piece of information for this particular um, podcast. Having said that, once you have completed your study of the module, you'll be familiar with the uh, terminology that's used and the different uh, ways of assessing community, of assessing a person's participation in community. So it, really, it's really important that you read the module before you even begin to tackle the assignment. But at this point of your studies, you, you, you know that very well. There are in all seven distinct activities. So you can break this down into very manageable pieces. So that's the first piece of good news. And the um, activities can be done over time. And I would suggest that if you've already identified the person that you're going to um, uh, write about and consider, uh, or actually consider and then write about, um, you would be able to undertake the activities quite quickly, particularly the first few activities, because there's overlap, obviously, uh, between them, as you'll see. So the first activity, activity one, um, is based on unit one of the module, uh, community, the overview. So that puts community and the concepts of community in context. We look at some definitions, etc., of community. And you are asked to consider how you believe your focus person, this is the person that you're going to be writing about, defines the community and how they view and value it. So one of the key things about this, please, is that irrespective of um, the degree to which a person is involved in community, um, it, this work can be completed in relation to anybody's experience. So if community for the, your focus person is quite simply the residential service that they live in, the, literally the people that they live with. Um, and if that's their understanding of what community is, then that's their understanding of what community is. This doesn't always have to be good news. Not that there's anything wrong with somebody's perception of community, it's just simply the people they live with. However, that's it, it appears to be quite limited. 
But if that's how they see it, then that's how they see it. On the other hand, you may be working with a focused person who is well engaged with community, uh, can define and explain community from a number of different perspectives. So consider that, please. Um, consider how what the term community even means to a person. How might they describe the local community? Again, don't worry about whether the person uh, communicates verbally or whether they communicate in other ways. What, what's their understanding of how they might describe community? So it might be simply that they sh uh, show a symbol of the shops, for instance, and that may mean community to them. So whatever, uh, whatever works for the person, that's, that's key. The other um, aspect in this is what ways do other people know uh, your focus person within their locality or are they known? Um, how would they address them, for instance? Um, how are they perceived? Are they seen as a fellow community member? Are they seen as oh, <clears throat> the people who live in the residential service? Are they seen as um, uh, distinct individuals? Or what way are they seen? Okay, so again, consider how the person is viewed as well as how they view a community. And then when you have con given consideration to this, please uh, provide a short reflection on your findings. So you, it's a small analysis. Again, this is by no means scientific. It's purely your um, uh, analysis of to what degree do you believe your focus person participates in community in comparison to other community members? Is it, do you think it's a, there's a richness there of, of community engagement? Or do you think it's quite limited? And again, this is, is not a judgment call. It is simply stating your perception of to, to, to the degree to which your focus person is included and is a member of community. So that is putting it, really that's putting the assignment in context or the discussion in context. So that would not give a little bit of time to that, please, because it is important. It's really the foundation stone for the rest of the assignment. The second activity is based on unit two. As you can see, there's a logic progression here. And this is uh, the uh, unit is known as person-centered planning and discovering the community. And again, this is based on the person-centered planning process, which you are more than familiar with at this stage of your studies. And really, one of the key aspects, as you know, of person-centered planning is to identify and name a person's gifts and capacities. That's really one of the key things in relation to um, uh, person-centered planning. And if you've uh, engaged in a person-centered planning process with the person in the past, that may form part of their personal plan. You can refer to that, that material. Um, if not, uh, you know, you might consider again, uh, just going through the person-centered process, um, not so much with the person, but about the person, again, based on your knowledge of the person. So you don't have to make it into a huge project, but to identify some of the aspects of uh, what you might think the person might want to do in terms of community. But most importantly, for this particular part of the process, you're looking at their gifts and capacities because you know our gifts and, and capacities bring us to where we are in community. So think of your own gifts and capacities for a moment. Think of 
what you have. Maybe you're a great sports person, and so you uh, you've joined your local uh, you know GAA team, or uh, you have joined a, a running club, for instance, or a walking club. But you're bringing your gifts to that, and so your gift is what you can do in terms of your sporting prowess. Or you may not be a great sports person, but you may love sports. So you're a wonderful supporter. So you may don the jersey and you may go along to the matches, even when your team is losing. You know the type of um, uh, image I'm creating here. But really, it's about your gifts um, and, and, and capacities. So what, what do you bring uh, to your community membership? So you can think of your work. For instance, what, what do you bring to your work in terms of your gifts? So you may be very person-centered in your approach. You may have a strong sense of social justice. Uh, many people working in social care do. Um, and in terms of your capacities, what are you good at? What are you, you know, your capacities might be that you're, um, you're great at remembering names or you have a great capacity to um, create a sense of calm, for instance, in a busy uh, working atmosphere. So before you think about your focus person, uh, yeah, think about your, your own gifts and capacities and just jot down a few ideas, please. And then when you have a clear idea of what you're considering here, please uh, consider your focus person and think about their gifts, think about their capacities. And there is a form uh, in Unit 2 called Gifts and Capacities Form. You don't have to use that template entirely. Uh, but we do ask you to use the information that's being asked. So you can present it in whatever way you wish. But please um, don't feel restricted by its layout because forms can be terrible things. Actually, indeed, person-centered planning is not about form filling. It's about engaging with the person. So if you just want to use the headings and write under them, that's absolutely fine. Okay. So, um, so yes, yeah, so please don't turn this into a process of form filling. What's important is the activity that and the information that you provide, please. So um, the the topics, the areas that we'd like you to consider are your focus person. So what are the places they like to be? Uh, what may might make sense for them to try? So places that create enthusiasm, motivation, energy. What where where do the where do they become animated in a very positive way? Um, are um, where do they where are they happiest? Um, so or where do they tell you um, in terms of oh I'd like to go visit where? So that can be the cinema, it can be uh, the local park, it can be going to the beach, it can go be going to a museum or whatever. The next topic that you're asked to consider is um, I can do these things. So my competencies or abilities. So what are what am I good at? So what are the things that I, I can do? So it might be something as simple as I have an excellent smile and people like that and people are attracted to that. Or I um, I maintain eye contact very well. So or it can be something even more tangible in terms of uh, the person may be very may have, may have very uh, good IT skills, for instance, or they may be very good at um, doing jobs around the house or whatever. I, I'm picking anything really. So the things that uh, the person can do. 
by the way you don't have to write full sentences for these you know just short statements uh, so if you're saying i can do these things i am very good at it skills or whatever okay so if really this isn't your writing you weren't writing a dialogue at this point um then you consider these things that are important to me so it might be my family it might be my friends it might be a pet i have it might be my my belongings it might be my home it might be indeed my community so what are the things that are important to me at this point now we're coming into overlap because the next topic you're asked to consider is what i enjoy so again that might be being a community it might be my family it might be my home so whatever the person uh, enjoys please um, and that can be anything it can be actually doing nothing um, many people including myself enjoy doing absolutely nothing so that's really important to me the other topic is what you would look into the future so what would the person like to do um, are there things the person would like to learn um, so would they like to visit somewhere new would they like to visit another part of the country or indeed another part of the world when things open up again are in are there is there a skill that the person would like to develop um some people might want to learn how to drive some people might want to learn another language so what are the kind of things that the person might like to do or learn in the future and then the next bit is the topic is these are the best things about me so personal qualities life-shaping experiences <clears throat> so uh, some of the best things about me might be my family it might be the people that are around me my support network or some of the best things about me might be my work ethic for instance or my dedication to my friends um, or I, my life experiences might be that I've had a very difficult life uh, but I still get up in the morning or my life experiences might be I against all odds I went to um, secondary education or third level education and was successful so whatever the person's experiences are once again if the person has limited experiences um, and as we know many people particularly older people who avail of services because of the uh, denied opportunities uh, that they've experienced in their in their past they have not had opportunity to experience the same things as the rest of um, as other community members so if that's the situation well then that's how it is but still the person will have very good uh, strong personal qualities and then um, the final bit is my hopes and dreams for now and for later so living working leisure relationships whatever it happens to be so what are my hopes and dreams what what's what's the vision so for some people they may have one big vision and that may be you know to um, live in a lovely house just with the people i want to live with or for some other people it may be that they uh, want to a range of different things so it might be having a job and going to college and um, having their own car and having their own home whatever okay so whatever that happens to be and once again you may have to do this on behalf of the person because you may not have had this conversation with the person so that would be up to you to be able to imagine a life for a person and that's quite okay if you if you genuinely don't know and you know you've just been told not to <laughs> talk to the person and in this way then 
how would you know? Well, you're going to have to become part of that person in the sense of imagining their lives. And that's okay. And you can you can put a small explanation in at the end of activity two to explain that. So, and again, that puts it in context. If you're unsure uh, about any of this, as I've stressed, please, uh, you can talk to your, uh, well, you will be talking to your tutor about it and you can tease it out a bit more. So when you know more about the person, your focus person, you can talk these through. So as you can see, you know, as you go through it, through each activity, there are different challenges to completing each of the activities. Not major challenges, but they are challenges in their own right. So that's activity two. The third activity <clears throat> is, and again, we, we've already begun to look at some of this in activity two. So activity three is, it's based again on unit two of the module, person-centered planning and discovering the community. So there's some distinct actions here. So based on your knowledge of the person, you have to imagine a vision for the person in respect to greater community inclusion. It is important that this vision is truly representative of what the person themselves might envision. So the title of this work will be Community Life, Where I Want to Be. This work can be presented in any medium once it fits these criteria. And um, if you were to present it to the person, would it be clearly understood by the focus person? Um, would the focus person be able to explain it to others uh, sometime in the future? And the vision builds upon and links directly to the person's gifts and capacities and interests identified in activity two. So there should be linkage between what you've just written about in activity two and this vision of community life. So if the person has, hasn't has mentioned a job, for instance, um, in any way whatsoever, or er about anything about earning money, in terms of their hopes and dreams maybe for the future, then I'm not too sure if that fit, in, fit into their vision. Now, if you can create a, a case for that, then that's absolutely fine. But you, you can see clearly that there needs to be linkage between these two. It's quite self-evident. So really, it, this may be in the form of a small essay, uh, or it may be pictorial, um, or maybe a bit of both. Um, so depending on your focus person, once again, uh, many people who avail of our services like visuals, so that might be something. If you want to be creative about this, you can do it in, uh, musically. So it's entirely up to yourself. Most people, if I suppose mainly for convenience sake more than anything else, would tend to uh, use some visuals as well as some narrative that the person, it's almost like imagining what the person might say about the visuals. So again, a little bit of creativity though uh, in this particular section. So, however, whatever medium uh, you use or in whatever way you present this, please, it is important that it is representative of the focus person. It, is the focus person present in this? So there's no point in producing this wonderfully, um, beautifully crafted piece that has no bearing or no relevance to the person of their life. So again, please give this strong consideration. So that is, um, yep, so the, the vision should clearly represent the areas of interest that you can imagine uh, your focus person exploring, accessing and or networking with in the future. So it's not what the person is doing now, it's in the future. So, um, yep, so that's activity three. So at this point, you're near the half, halfway mark. So the uh, next activity, and this is where 
I suppose were the first three activities are very much about you know exploring uh, visualizing considering community and what the person might do in the future in community uh, in this activity it's this is firming it up a bit more so this uh, draws on all units uh, in the module so for this activity you are asked to envisage or imagine your focus person participating in one area of interest in community at some future point so the choice is yours so you have to decide you've probably come up with a range of um, possible future activities um, in terms of community for the uh, with and for the focus person so choose one please um, and for your own benefit and indeed for the benefit of the focus person as well but to give you material to write about choose something that has some depth to it rather than something that might be highly worthwhile but you may not have to do a lot of planning about it you through this uh, process you may say oh well maybe we should be doing the following but that you may be able to implement that right now <laughs> so choose something that might be needs a little bit of planning um, so again give that consideration please so you identify one one area of interest that you believe the person would like to experience in the future that's the key in the future so it must be of substance and value and this is what i was making reference to rather than something that can be just that should be, be that should be happening now actually if you've identified it and you feel oh I, we could do that anytime but then you should be doing it so this is something that has uh, depth substance and may take a bit of planning um so uh yeah and it would tangibly enrich the life of your focus person and has tangible potential to enhance community membership is it worthwhile so so is it something that is worth engaging in is it something that the rest of us would say yeah that sounds pretty good so think about that please so you identify that area then you describe where in the community the person uh, could explore experience this area of interest in the future you may have already identified that because it might be quite specific but be very clear that it's you describe where it's happening in community and then specify a potential time frame which you believe the person might wish to work within in the future so this might be a little bit difficult in terms of um the current uh, COVID 19 situation and some of the a lot of the unknowns around that and in terms of the opening up of services etc so give yourself uh, a little bit of time on this please but all things considered you know allowing for some of the um at the time of this podcast which is just at the very end of june uh, 2020 so it would appear that there is an acceleration of the opening up of society so this may or may not have uh, implications for your work on your focus person but if that continues uh, maybe like coming into the autumn things might be a little more um, uh, a little more ordinary if that's a, a one way of putting it but um, again you can link in with your tutor about this but if it means that if for instance we um, it could, if things continue to open up and yes things are appearing to get back to normal whatever normal is but you know uh, back to ordinary life into the autumn into the winter well then consider that as a time frame to work within However, if things reverse, then we'd be looking at perhaps the new year. So, B, 
be realistic about this, please. But if you feel that, um, you know, you're even at the time of, you know, when you're nearing submission of your assignment and you still don't know, you're unsure of the, um, the, the, the situation on a national level uh, that's happening within the country, don't worry too much about the time frame. You can push it out. But again, you can uh, talk to your tutor about that. So don't let that be a, a stumbling block for you, please. So that is activity four. So you can see it's quite straightforward. It's quite specific. You're choosing. The most important bit of this is identifying the key area of interest uh, that you see or would have that you think would have potential for the person to access in the future and then describing that. The next uh, activity uh, is activity five, and this links with unit five of the module called uh, Towards Inclusion. So this part is very much imagining your focused person in community. So you need to go, you need to bring your head <laughs> to that point, all right, irrespective of COVID-19 or anything like that. So imagine that your focused person is, has access community, okay? So at uh, this stage of your work, you will need to imagine, that's the key word, the person engaging in some tangible activity within community so that you can, play, you can complete the site identification evaluation criteria form. So one of the key things that's happening here is that you familiarize yourself with maybe some of the things that you need to consider when you're supporting a person in community. And these kind of questions will help you to measure whether the, the setting that the person is um, uh, going to be accessing in the future, if it's um, really if it's suitable for the person. So that's all it is. So it's a, it's an actual, this activity is a tool. So this gives you an opportunity to uh, trial this tool, basically. So there are seven questions to answer for this assignment. Once again, you don't have to use templates. You just need to answer the questions. So how does the community activity site match the person's interests, skills, personality and age? So where's the match? So where where does this person fit in all of this? So you need to be very clear about that. By the way, if you find when you're doing this activity that there's some gaps, you're finding that, oh, maybe it's not such a great match. That's OK. All right. There's, you don't have to go back and redo all the activities. You come to this point and you find that, well, maybe it's not so great that when I answer these questions, maybe the setting isn't the best. And you can explain that because the whole idea of this uh, activity is to learn from it. So if you find that you're saying, goodness me, this this activity has helped me to ascertain that the site or the um, community setting is not the best for my focus person. Well, isn't that a good thing? But I would suggest that you probably find that it is. But if it doesn't, then that's that's OK. The second question that you need to answer is what might the person do at this location? Is it meaningful? So provide an explanation. So basically, when we show up to do things, we don't just stand there. You know, we need to be doing something. Um, so whether it's talking to other people, where, whether it's uh, shouting at the team or whether it's enjoying the cinema, enjoying the film and then being able to talk about it with somebody after, whatever it happens to be. So it has to be meaningful. So what will the person be doing? And some of it will be self-evident. So if it's, for instance, they're joining a tennis club and they're going to be playing tennis, well, they're going to be playing tennis. So, you know, some of it is self-evident in that way. Um, is there a core group of people to get to know there? Are there members? Are there, what way does it work? Or do people just come and go? 
So for instance, if um, somebody ha is uh, accessing, um, you know, uh, just for argument's sake, they've expressed a great interest in theatre. Well, they may not necessarily know the people who go to the theatre, uh, that people, strangers go to the theatre, but they're, they're like-minded strangers. So, but, so you may not necessarily get to know the people, but if you go to the theatre regularly enough, you may get to know the staff who work there, albeit just to say hello and good evening, etc. But you're known as a customer, um, as opposed to joining a club where you might know your fellow club members. Um, so you explain that. Do you think the setting might resonate with the person, such as the noise level, the size, the layout? So is it, is it a place where the person would like to be? Is this, is this the kind of place that your focused person would like? Um, and again, we always have to be careful of that in terms of we may think it's, you know, oh, wow, this is lovely, this is marvellous. Um, but again, we have to see it from the uh, focused person's perspective. So really think about that. The fifth uh, question is you, you need to uh, consider would the person have opportunities to use their capacities and gifts to their full potential? Uh, so please explain that. Don't worry if they don't use them to their full potential. That's not important. Um, great if they can, but not everything we do in our um, uh, different activities um, uh, uses up our full potential. And we would like to think that, for instance, in our jobs, um, we, we work to our full potential, but maybe not always. Um, so that's not a, it's not a requirement. So it may use some of the person's potential, uh, and that's fine. That's that's absolutely spot on. Uh, if it's using their full potential, all the better still. The sixth question you need to answer is, please, do personal habits match the activity and the location? And that's really important. That's really about the culture of the organisation. So, for instance, is it informal? And is would that suit your focus person? Or is it a little more formal? So, for instance, uh, when we go to the theatre, there's a formality to it in terms of... Um, you know, we don't speak during the performance. Um, uh, crinkly sweets are not allowed. Um, you know, we don't laugh inappropriately or whatever. So there's a there's a way of behaving, for instance, in the um, theatre. While if we go to a music session in a pub, um, if it's a you know if it's a, a rock band, uh, you know <laughs> all 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 rules are are off. Okay, so it's a totally different uh, type of culture. So again, think about that in terms of does that appeal to your focus person? What kind of personal habits do they have? Are they quite a formal type of person? They may be. They may have certain um, um, attributes, for instance, that suggest a formality. Um, do they shake hands uh, with people? Are are they more informal in terms of maybe clapping somebody in the back and saying, "Oh, how are you doing there?" or whatever? Okay, um, is it high level? Is it low, low, uh, high level energy, low level energy? Um, so a museum, for instance, is quite low level unless there's some sort of performance going on that's quite high level. But generally speaking, a museum would be low level. Um, uh, a sporting occasion is high level. All right. So again, what's you know because for some people, um, you know, if there's somebody who may be more formal, maybe a little less. Um, uh, extrovert. Uh, I'm not saying they might be an introvert, but they may not necessarily be an extrovert. 
um, that, for instance, a noisy, boisterous um, uh, atmosphere may not suit them. Or there again, they may love it. So think about that, please. Um, the final question in this section is, are there personal qualities that could be enhanced at the site? So in other words, if people go along or if your focus person goes along and participates in this community activity, will they come away being enhanced? So in other words, will, there, um, will they learn something? Uh, at this so for instance it might be attending night classes so yeah if they're they, they should be coming away in terms of qualities enhanced but it may be less obvious in a social situation for instance so if they are going to that live band in a pub um hopefully that will come back again soon but or some similar situation or, you know what what how how's that going to enhance personal qualities well maybe they meet like-minded people who love music or they just might love the buzz of it um, and that gives them an opportunity to let off a bit of steam or whatever so whatever it is so again uh, giving consideration to that will be important if you if you find that as i say you may not have all the answers that's okay you can um uh, perhaps provide a ex short explanation at the end just to say look at this point uh, you know the my knowledge of the focus person may be a little bit more uh, less uh, more limited than i than i thought um uh, than i um than i realized before i started undertaking this activity and that's fine this is all a learning opportunity please so if you find that you're developing more questions as a result of undertaking these activities, that's spot on. That's great. So you can comment on that, uh, even though it doesn't say at the end of activity five uh, to provide a comment. I, I personally think it would be just a short summary, a couple of sentences, please, on your findings. And what, what does this tell you? At this stage, we're coming towards the end of this assignment. So I'd like to think that at this point you'll have found it quite manageable. Hopefully so. So for the sixth activity, so this is based on unit six, the module reinforcing change. And this is about uh, the supports that uh, the person may require. And um, so you review the supports that presently exist in the person's life and which they may be able to do be better, in which they may be able to better utilize in order to access community in the future. So what is their support network? Who, what people are there for them that they can tap into and ask for help and that help is given? Not even help, assistance. We all have a support network. So whether that support network is just one best friend or for others, it may be our best friends, a group of best friends, or for others, it's our best friends and indeed our wide circle of family, for instance. So whatever it happens to be. So what, what are the supports? So you need to think of all the types of people and services and do not disregard any ideas at this stage, please. So all the things that are there in place for the person, what are all the supports? So what's there for them? And supports may be things like, um, the, they may have a few bob in the bank, for instance, that's a support, that's a really good support. Um, or that may be existing membership, they may a support may be access to transport. Um, so I'll think of everything. So don't just limit us to, you know, supports being defined as the um, simply the per the people that the person knows. Yes, it is the people. It's their support network who's there for them. Um, but 
also what's there for them and for many people um <coughs> who've aid of services uh, irrespective of how good or how strong those services are they do however the person or people do have access to quite a lot of supports within organizations now and a lot of organizations are creating supports uh, that can be utilized in community so in fairness to organizations that uh, you know there is quite a lot there so again think of those please so for the purpose of the assignment you can choose to include uh, the template that is uh, presented in the unit or you can provide simply an overview of the current and potential future supports available for your focus person in your own way the important thing is to identify that so once again please don't feel limited to the template or the form that's that's provided and um, your account of the support should clearly indicate the types of supports that can be offered so what what what's, what can you tap into and who can you tap into and um, so provide a brief critique of these supports in order to ascertain whether they are long-term substantial and sustainable please so three things so are they long-term are they substantial are they very real and are they sustainable will, can they, will they last now we know that not everything lasts forever but you know by um long term we're talking about a if they've been there for some time but also into the future so if you want if you're looking at well how would i measure that consider maybe up to three years and beyond that that would be considered long term substantial means that they're they're not just dependent on maybe just one person so rather than saying yeah there's a support uh, we've got transport but it's the focus person's dad who's a little elderly um so you know uh, that's that's a uh, that that wouldn't be considered substantial because it's only one support and if the person is elderly and i'm not being ageist so um please but to expect somebody to be there on a regular basis as part of a team then that's fine but for one person in that situation i also think it'd be unfair uh, on an elderly parent um, and any parent actually indeed to be the focus of uh, the support uh, so i think that's that needs to be again uh, given a strong consideration please but you know best in relation to your focus person and in terms of sustainability will it last so um that is that activity please so that's uh, the supports and then uh, finally with uh, activity seven this is really coming out of the um uh, the work with your focus person and um uh, you think on a broader scale please so you need to consider uh, martin seligman's perma model uh, that you've been introduced in the uh, that you studied in the past so that's as a guide so you need to give detailed consideration as to how you believe the possible future increased community community participation and inclusion by your focus person uh, through this might enhance the quality of life so how how can you uh, utilize um uh, per, uh seligman's perma model so you support your analysis and conclusions by making clear references to subject matter that you have studied over the past three years and again that's an important part of all of this assignment indeed please that where, wherever and whenever possible uh, please refer to prior learning this is what's known as a capstone module so a capstone module is one that more or less brings all your learning together 
So there's an expectation that as you're going through this, that you all the different activities, you'll make reference to prior learning, please. Okay, so to support your your um, discussions. Uh, so for this activity, this is literally just to put a final, um, uh, it's really a fi final consideration, a final co a reflection, um, uh, and the PERMA model is your guide. So to give detailed consideration as to how you believe the possible future increased community participation or your focus pairs might be achieved uh, and might enhance uh, their quality of life. So that is the PERMA model. So that's activity seven. At this point, you're probably wondering now um, how all this will come together. If you do it literally in sections, you can provide a short uh, introduction to say that you're going to be covering these seven activities. Likewise, in your conclusion, you don't need to um, spend too much time or give too much energy to the um, uh, to the introduction and the conclusion because you're you're there's quite a lot explained through the different activities so um you can uh just bear that in mind please so the word count for this assignment is three thousand to four thousand words that's the range and you're asked to note that this is the the range indeed within which your word count must be there is no ten percent over or ten percent under permitted in this assignment so basically you need to cover everything between uh three and three thousand and four thousand words has a guide to help you if you uh, wish you can uh, think of it in terms of allocating 500 words per section that means that you then have 3500 words so i would be suggesting and this is only my suggestion that you allocate 500 words per section uh, while acknowledging that some sections may require more than that than others but at least you know that 500 words per section per activity is your guide for this so when you find yourself uh, going over that then you might say well where am i with this can i manage this so uh, that's your guide but please don't feel that you are limited to 500 words for each section so you may find you're writing 300 words for one section but maybe 700 words for another section and that's absolutely fine please but it gives you some it, it really shows also that this is quite manageable uh, and as I was saying from the outset, if you take it literally section by section, please. And then the um, the online discussion, very briefly, there are um, uh, two sections to this. So you to identify one piece of legislation or social policy that directly addresses the use of community and community participation inclusion. That should be easy enough to find. Uh, discuss how effective you believe this legislation or social policy is in ensuring the real inclusion of people with disabilities in the community. So you, your first port of call is to identify your piece of legislation or social policy, and it can be as broad as you wish. Okay, so um, and it can it doesn't um, uh, you don't have to it may not necessarily have been covered in your own uh, studies to date. So think broadly in terms of that, please. Um, so then you um, uh, complete some short research online and identify one approach, project or service beyond Ireland that you would consider uh, represents best practice in supporting people with disabilities to be included in community. 
uh, provide clear reasons for your choice and also provide links to your identified source. And the idea there is to share learning, please. And for this activity, you must make one original posting for each discussion and respond to at least two other students' posts in each discussion. So for the first, it's the piece of legislation or social policy and a short discussion on how effective this legislation or social policy is in ensuring the real inclusion of people with disabilities in the community. And then the second is then undertaking some uh, short research online and identifying an approach, a project or a service beyond Ireland. So something in the international field uh, that you consider to be best practice in supporting people with disabilities to be included in community. Um, just as a final thought in all of this, um, a number of years ago, uh, we in the Open Training College completed some work with, a, with an organisation in Romania and part of the service that they provided was a small organisation, uh, which is still in, in, in existence, but part of the service they provided to people, um, uh, young people in Romania, these were young people who had experienced terrible uh, conditions in institutional life um, in um, the uh, institutions in Romania and which uh, came to prominence in the 1990s, the early 1990s. And um, uh, it was when the regime there, uh, some years after the regime fell, and these uh, terrible institutions were exposed and a lot of uh, different organisations went into Romania and these people were part of um, these institutions at the time. But at this stage, they've been supporters to a uh, living community. And we saw, um, and or not saw, but witnessed and visited an excellent example of people being supported in a community uh, in, a, in a residential service, in an ordinary house, on an ordinary street, and we met the neighbours and we were shown around the house and it was one of the best examples of um, a residential service that we all agreed we all visited at different times because we went over in teams and we were just so blown away by it so that would maybe an example so it doesn't have to and it wasn't perfect there was actually a lot of imperfections uh, to do with it um, but that was part of it, its, its appeal that it was very real and it was very human uh, but we consider that to be um, an example of best practice. So it doesn't have to be uh, your example. It doesn't have to be, as I say, top of the range. OK, so maybe maybe look at the developing world and see what people are doing with, um, you know, very, very small resources and what they're achieving. That might be worth considering. It's only a suggestion. But um, but I, I think that's a nice piece of research and it's a nice finish to your studies. So I'd just like you to wish you the best of luck with this particular uh, assessment. I, I'm sure you'll have no difficulty completing it. Naturally, if there, uh, you'll be linking it with your tutor to, to discuss it. Um, if there's anything specific to this podcast, please, that I've said uh, that you want further clarification on, I can be contacted. Your tutor can send my details, but they're brendan.collins at opentrainingcollege.com and you can email me anytime. Um, uh, and if, if, you, if you haven't got that, uh, you can uh, simply ask your tutor and they'll put you in touch with me. So um, the best of luck with it, folks, and uh, thank you very much.